is AFL Obsessed. How are you holding up? It's been a minute. I had to take a few weeks off to adapt to a new normal and schedule, and this is the new AFL Obsessed at home. I hope you'll like it here, and thanks for hanging. Cabin fever is so real for me, so if you want to tell me how you're dealing with it all or need someone to talk to about footy, feel free to email me or hit me up on Twitter, aflfootyobsessed at gmail, and just aflobsessed on Twitter. But mostly, thanks for listening in the interim and staying in contact throughout. So much has happened in the last few. It was great to have round one under our belt and The fact that a lot of Americans were able to tune into some of those games, I'm never going to forget the 24-hour period where my team killed it, so I went to sleep with the biggest smile on my face, and then there was a press conference the following day saying the season was getting shelved for a period, so in some ways it felt like we were going one step forward and somehow five steps back at the same time, but going back, I started this podcast because I was looking for anyone who wanted to talk about footy or really willing to talk to me about footy and find a footy community of people who are equally AFL obsessed. And I'm so happy to say that these are some of the warmest welcomes that I've ever received. The footy community is amazing. I love that we all support different clubs, but still feel this deep connection to something that resonates with us, even from miles, states, countries, and like continents away, even. Some personal shout outs to peeps who have had no shortage of chats and videos, documentaries, book recommendations, and articles that they've shared with me, but really just taken time out of their day to connect about footy. But for me, it's been mind occupation and distractions from like all things COVID-19. So I really appreciate it. The Dr. Supercoach community, uh, Michael Davis, who's a Sydney supporter, Matt Dean, who's a Bulldog supporter, and George Gannis, who's a Richmond supporter. And as for podcasts, Fro Jernhart, who submitted the spotlight segment Nod in our last epi, just started his own footy podcast called Stray Dog Footy, so check that out. And if you're not listening to a yank on the footy already, check that out too. As far as New York, a little update. It's pretty bleak here. I know we're constantly in the news and it feels like we're under siege in a way. There really isn't any parallel universe I can compare it to. I'm sure you all saw that a part of Central Park was converted into a hospital and the U.S. naval ship, the Comfort, had to pull up to our backyard as a relief hospital because our confirmed cases were off the charts. My boyfriend Andrew and I have now been in self-quarantine and isolation for well over a month. It's been six weeks and a lot has happened during that time. Most New Yorkers who live in the city stay inside. There's only like the occasional dog walker or runner outside when someone feels cooped up in these small like NYC apartments, but otherwise there is no street activity or sounds and that's such a change for a bustling city. It's been a bit surreal to see how 
other states have been handling the pandemic. But like, seriously, who protests the pandemic? But New Yorkers are really resilient, so I know eventually, somehow, this too shall pass. It's just all of the indefinite and immeasurable aspects that make this harder in the interim. I'd like to take this time to say thank you to all the first responders, doctors, nurses, healthcare, and essential workers, like bus drivers, subway drivers, grocery store staff, delivery people, and especially postal workers. Thank you for continuing to work to keep us all healthy and safe. And I'm not sure if your city is doing this, but we have a 7 p.m. clap off. It's like a citywide clap where everyone just goes to their window and their balconies daily to show their support for the essential workers on the front lines of the health crisis. And it's just for two minutes, but the solidarity of it is so amazing and it gets louder by day. Also, if you think someone needs to hear this message or pod, please feel free to share it with them. In keeping with AFL history and the timeline of clubs, it is my pleasure to introduce the fifth club in the AFL, and that is Essendon. They were established in 1872, and they're known as the Dons or the Bombers, um, or the same olds. Previously, they were headquartered at Windy Hill from 1922 to 1991, and now they are at the Hangar, which I mentioned in a previous epi all about my visit in February. They are known for winning 16 premierships, which tied with Carlton is the most of any club in the comp. Their colors are red and black, and here's the theme song. See the bombers fly up, up to win the premiership flag. Our boys who play this grand old game are always striving for glory and fame. See the bombers fly up, up. We are the teams they don't fear. They all try their best, but they can't get near as the bombers fly up. the nicknames. The nickname Same Olds first appeared in print in a local newspaper called the North Melbourne Advisor in 1889. And it was called the Same Old Essendon from the title and hook of a principal song that a group of supporters performed that regularly occupied a section of the grandstand at the games, but you don't really hear it anymore. You will hear the Dons, 
for Essendon, like D-O-N, and sometimes like the slogan Don the Sash, which is associated with the club because the Guernsey or the jumper has a red sash going down the side of it diagonally from the left shoulder down to the right. But then Bombers is their actual nickname, and that came about in the early 40s due to Windy Hill's proximity to the Essendon Aerodome, the airport, and the logo for the club is a stylized plane, in case you're wondering where that comes from. For notable players, ooh, there's so many. Okay, so Dick Reynolds, who's a three-time Brownlow medalist, John Coleman, who has a medal named after him. Bill Hutchison is also a dual Brownlow medalist. Um, Herdy, Michael Long, Fletchy, Tim Watson, like all the Danners. <laughs> all four brothers actually played in one game together, which is crazy. My favorite retired player, without question, Joe Watson. And my favorite current player, ooh, I could name like 10 here. Um, and I know I've mentioned McKenna and Walla before, but probably the big bear Hurley because he's just so lovable. And just a little bit of trivia, Bell Chambers, Tommy Bell was the first player I ever fell in love with. As for notable coaches, Kevin Sheedy was the coach for Essendon for nearly three decades, King Richard, um, Dick Reynolds, and John Coleman. And Recently, a club member for Essendon was having some hardships paying their dues. Their late grandmother's seats, um, which had been in her family for over 60 years, and Hurley stepped in and just quietly paid for it on her behalf, which I think is just reflective of the feeling or leadership of that club. And I saw the 93 prelim final this week, and it was amazing to see Michael Long, like, handle business in that game. Buick, Salmon, Tim Watson, who was still playing at the time, and a baby Hurdy. So, so many greats. That's just a great game if you need something to rewatch right now. And there was a special episode recently of Open Mic, which is a TV show about John Coleman and the Coleman Medal, if you're looking for more about that. And Brownie, who I love, Jonathan Brown, makes an appearance, <laughs> who I've talked about previously. And there's also a loving tribute from Sarah Jones, the granddaughter of the great Jack Jones, who passed away at 95 last month. And he's been such a personality from the club. In 2013, Essendon was investigated by the AFL and ASADA, the Australian Sports Anti-Doping Agency for potential breaches of anti-doping rules and code during the 2012 season. They were kicked out of the 2013 finals following the initial investigation, and subsequently the players were cleared by the AFL tribunal. In 2015, ASADA said it would not appeal the ruling, finding the 34 players not guilty, but then WADA, the World Anti-Doping Agency, initiated its own review, and ultimately they were handed down a guilty verdict in 2016 by the Court of Arbitration for Sports, which is headquartered in Switzerland, and all 34 players were suspended for the 2016 season, which is like an entire team. As an American 
For something to drag on for four seasons following an incident or event in the sport is just crazy to me. Like when something like that happens here, the team or player is given their punishment for that current season or the following, and then we just move on. So my mostly rhetorical question is, how can a court of like another country be called upon to judge what happens in a sport they don't even watch or support? Like that would never fly in the NFL, NBA, or American sports in general. Straight up though, if you're not an Essendon supporter, don't at me about Asada or Wada. I just want to point out that when I tell people I'm an Essendon supporter, everyone assumes I don't know about this event, but I know about it, yet I still support them. Moving on. (laughs) Um, I was shown a snippet of the game in 2016, but in late May 2017 is when I became engrossed. For anyone who just wants to know about like the timeline, I think because it is more recent and probably after that period, just for a frame of reference. Moving on to Anzac Day, which is April 25th, Anzac Day for my American counterparts is a national day of remembrance, which commemorated the first landing of the Anzacs, the Australian and New Zealand Army Corps at Gallipoli. And now it is more broadly to remember the sacrifices of all Australians and New Zealanders who served and died in all wars, conflicts, and peacekeeping operations. With regards to the footy games on Anzac Eve and Anzac Day, the Anzac Day match is an annual game between Essendon and Collingwood at the G, and the first modern day match, which was conceived by Sheedy, was played on April 25th in 1995 at the G. There's a beautiful service before the Anzac Eve game, which is Richmond and Melbourne, and another on Anzac Day before the game. The Anzac Day game has become a pretty big event between two of Melbourne's biggest clubs, and they get around 95,000 plus attendees. And I was fortunate enough to go to the Anzac Eve and Anzac Day game last year, and considering this season where it stand where it stands now and how it's playing out i cherish the memories even more now this year for the spotlight segment this is a segment where i put the spotlight on someone who typically is behind the scenes um, and footy adjacent because we spend a lot of time talking about the athletes in the sport but there are so many people surrounding and in the background of the sport that helped to create and maintain the game we all enjoy today. So this nomination was sent in by Charlie Irwin, who is a Hawthorne supporter from Melbourne, and he nominated Peta Searle. So Peta played football for a decade and began her coaching career in 2005. And she coached in all different leagues for footy, And then in 2014, PETA was appointed as a development coach at St. Kilda, becoming the first female assistant coach in the AFL, and to this day is still the only female coach in the men's comp. And in 2019, she became the inaugural coach of the St. Kilda AFLW team. PETA prefers to be judged on her credentials and actual performance rather than on her gender because when she coaches, she says she just coaches people. 
But I appreciate that throughout her career, she's challenged the status quo, that male sports require male coaches and leaders, and she's been a bridge for footy from the community level to elite sports, and just the fact that she champions girls and women in all levels of the game. So for her career and legacy, we salute you, Peta Searle. And if you'd like to send in a Spotlight nomination, feel free to share their name with me. My email is aflfootyobsessed at gmail or on Twitter, just aflobsessed. I love doing the research and learning more about these great individuals that contribute to the game in their own ways. Thanks for hanging with me. Again, if you know someone who might enjoy this pod, I hope you'll share it with them. Stay safe and healthy, guys. Check on your friends and neighbors. We'll get through this like footy. I'm virtually hugging you and we'll talk footy soon. Thank you.